Have Goals, a street art sticker with a simple message that's all about you. Today's show is brought to you by our merch store featuring Have Goals branded clothing such as t-shirts, hoodies, and more. 100% of the profit from our merch goes to help the homeless. Find out more on our website at havegoals.store. You can also follow us on Instagram at havegoals for additional information and discount codes. With me today is Carly Knight from thecuriousartist.com. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, it's always the hardest question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my name is Carly. I'm an artist living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I think that's the most broadest definition of what I am. <laughs> I mostly do abstract art. I had a podcast called The Curious Artist for a while, and it's on hiatus right now. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, what did you think? I like it. You should keep doing more of that. Yeah, I, I got you. It's just, I, I wasn't sure if anyone was listening to it or not, and editing podcasts is not my uh, strong thing. Yeah, it can be challenging. But I, I might bring it back someday. So I know you've also published some work, like some coloring books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, t- turned my design into coloring books. Uh, they're self-published, but uh, yeah, I got them on my website. And they're on Amazon.com, too, self-published there, so you can get a printed copy. Right on. We're, we're keeping your uh, coloring book in stock on our little free library out here. Oh, you do? Yep. Did you print it up and put it there or? Yeah, I just ordered it out this week, so we'll. Oh my God, you ordered it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Which you one bet. did you order? Uh, the A to Z. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I uh, get a small percentage of the sale, but it's worth it because I don't have to deal with any of the printing. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I know that fulfillment is always a challenge. Yeah, that's why I have like a, um, a print your own option too. So people can, uh, for the coloring book, the holiday coloring book, I mean, uh, it's entirely print on your own. Oh, that's um, cool. There's less pages than the other one. So I figured it wouldn't be worth it to have them because the other one's like 30 designs each. So I have, um, they're like eight or nine designs. I don't remember what I had in the holiday coloring book. So you can just buy it and print it at your own printer so you can have as many copies as you want. Oh, that's I guess cool. don't resell it, but <laughs> man. And that is really a, a great use of the style that you've established in your art too. Thank you. Could, could you just talk to me a little bit about that style? Like where did that come from? It's a really, uh, it's hard to describe style. I think, uh, from words. I would use the word organic. Yeah. Organic is definitely a word I've heard you use to describe it. It's a, um, it's a process that I use. Uh, it actually started out when I was in high school, I would doodle and that was the doodle that came out eventually, like after years and years and years of doing the same drawings, uh, it got more elevated and elevated until I think it's art. Yeah, I would agree. So I'm not sure what to call it, but doodle art. <laughs> and I like how you've branched it off into fiber arts and different, different yeah. mediums like that. Yeah. Originally it was drawing. And then I started doing it with cross stitch and other fiber art forms. And then because cross stitch takes long, it takes at least a month to make a piece. I started with acrylics back in 2015 because I think that would be faster. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not, it, I was so bad at acrylics at first. It did not take me much faster, but I'm getting better now. I think. <laughs> yeah. You're out here doing it. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. And so I, I still do the drawings with the coloring books. I do it in black and white. And then people can fill it in how they like. Gotcha. And so uh, I guess I'm just curious as an aside, like what was your route from having the idea 
to accomplishing the goal of getting it self-published like this? A lot of people have been telling me that my, my work would look good in a coloring book, you know? And I've been trying to make money as an artist, which I'm not a professional artist yet, to be honest. I'm still doing it in the beginning stages, I guess, in the making money part of being an artist. Sure. So I had the goal of making a coloring book in order to sell it, you know. And um, I just figured out how many designs. I, I looked, I watched a few videos on YouTube and Skillshare about how to make coloring books. And they recommended having at least 30 images in them. And so I drew the images and then I would scan them with the Adobe Capture app. Uh, so it gets the outlines. Oh, yeah. And I would use Illustrator to just clean it up. So it's not all the artifacts are showing. Because with Illustrator, it's vector-based. Right. So it doesn't matter what scale it is. It's still the same image, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then I use Adobe InDesign, I believe, is what it is where you can make things to publish. So I compiled them all in InDesign with a with a blank page and a full page alternating. Yeah, and then I uploaded it to Amazon.com, and uh, it took me a while to do it, actually. Uh, I did, I've made two of them from for Amazon, uh, just a shapes book, and then a mindfulness coloring book, and then a, a alphabet A to Z, like you mentioned before. Hmm. So to our main topic here, I guess, on this podcast, we're talking about goals and engaging people to find out how they go about setting their own goals and achieving them. What's your approach? I've uh, read a bunch of books about goal setting and uh, habit formation. Uh, I'm like a productivity geek, so Uh. (laughs) I'm not a productivity geek as in I do things productively, but I'm interested in the subject. And one thing about setting goals is what I hear is intrinsic motivation is a lot stronger than extrinsic motivation. It should be, is sometimes for certain goals. Intrinsic means it's inside of me. Right. And I dictate the goals as opposed to externally, which is someone just takes the goals to me. And so I try to find some internal motivation for what I want. And then I'd like to say break it down into small steps and go forward from there. But I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at like following through on my goals. Uh, I'm working at it. I've got a life coach right now and she's helping me with that. I guess uh, as someone who doesn't have a life coach. Can you give me just the 30,000 foot flyover? All right. Well, um, I have ADHD, so I need like someone to be accountable to or an ADHD coach Okay, is, is basically a very helpful for people with ADHD. And I knew somebody that recommended her to me and she just, uh, she helps keep me accountable to what I say I'm going to do. Man, that, that's kind of appealing. Yeah, it is. It's really appealing. And I don't know how, if I get half the things done, if I didn't have it that kind of external accountability um, because I have a hard time because I have ADHD being accountable to myself. You know, when you mentioned the intrinsic and extrinsic uh, drivers for your goals, it just kind of made me think of times when I've set a goal for myself Mm -hmm. and then, you know, like at that point it's like an intrinsic thing, but then I tell someone about it or tell a few people about it. Yeah. And and I've found that sometimes, for me anyway, that kind of kind of takes the wind out of what I'm doing. Like you you gather yeah. all the the good feelings, like right when you tell someone. Exactly. Like that can be pretty challenging. So the more yeah, I've, I've gone, book once. Yeah, and the more I've exact details, but um. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. Go ahead. Oh, no, I didn't mean to talk over you either. <laughs> 
I find that uh, nowadays I'm kind of keeping that stuff close, you know, and, and being a little more selective about who I tell. Makes sense. Because I read in a book once that when you tell someone about a goal, it's part of your brain, brain thinks it's already making progress on it. Yeah. Even though you're talking about it. So I don't know how to um, square that circle, but. <laughs> yeah, the brain is a tricky thing. I mean, yeah. Mine, mine gives me all kinds of messages that aren't always rooted in reality. But they're like two different kind of goals. They're like lifestyle goals and achievement goals. Like lifestyle goals are something that you can't really just achieve at once. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm using my own words because I don't really know the exact terms for these. But um, yeah, I follow you. Uh, and achievement goals are something that you achieve and then it's done. So for lifestyle goals, it's better to set a habit that will eventually get you to the goal than it is to just set goals, mm. what I've heard. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, break it down to see what you should do each day and follow through. Yeah, I've really been trying to work on what I do in the morning, like after I get up. Yeah. Because I, yeah. for a while I just kind of fell into this rut where it was kind of drinking coffee and looking at the computer. And yeah. uh, it's easy to do that stuff because it's right there. But I've been trying yeah. to to set out some some activities that I try to accomplish every morning, you know, and they mm -hmm. kind of fall into different groups. There's like getting through the shower and cleaning up around the house and doing something with my dog just to kind of have some boxes to tick off, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's good to have a morning routine. I am. Um, my first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is go on my phone, which I know is not the healthiest thing to do. I mean, not most productive thing either. I try and journal every morning, uh, have a healthy breakfast and then get going, but it's, hard to get going some days. Um, right now I'm going back to school for front-end web development. Like I said before, my goal is to become a professional artist, but in the meantime, I'd like to be able to have make money. Right. So, and I lost my job due to COVID. So METC it is. Gotcha. Yeah. I know a few people who are going there. Yeah. It's just very affordable. It's really nice. But in the summer, I, none of the classes I need are being offered. So I just have to figure out how to fill my time in a more professional way. You know, you mentioned journaling and I've been really interested in that for a while, but I haven't been able to find my way into it, I guess. I'm, I'm good at the part where I buy the journal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm a little unclear on what what am I supposed to be doing there? All right. Well, I follow, well, sort of follow, this method found in The Artist's Way by Julie Cameron. Uh, she recommends to write three pages at the, at the beginning of the day. Just freehand, write out three pages. Don't really think too much about it. And she recommends throwing them away, but I don't do that. I keep them. Um, but uh, three pages freehand, and what you just you just write about whatever's on the top of your mind just to clear out all the gunk. Hmm. And that's what I do. I when I remember, I just, even if I can't think of anything to write, I just write. I can't think of anything to write over and over again until I can think of something to write. So you just get in there and don't be too precious about it because no one else is going to read it. Right. This is just for you, just to get the gunk out of your head. Hmm. And then I also have other journals where I to-do lists and other stuff so i have tons of different journals and notebooks and sketchbooks and everything <laughs> so i guess just to to talk about the like the physical journal itself for a moment have you found the like a particular page layout or style i've seen like people have like bullet journals or line journals i do do bullet journaling but that's not what i'm talking about here for journaling writing journaling i just use a simple line notebook not too fancy. I get random ones. You know, you think people give them away. I go to Walgreens and buy one. Right. I don't think the format is the most important thing is actually doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
you can get really I can get really caught up in getting the perfect journal and then I never write in it because it's the perfect journal you gotta just go with what you have right I think every time I start considering this I end up on like jetpens.com and I'm totally distracted (laughs) looking at cool journals that I'm not sure I'm gonna so that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, it certainly yeah, is. I found this podcast called The Pen Addict. Oh my God, it's so dangerous because it's all about pens, oh, pens no. and stuff. And it's so great, but it's so dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a lot of problems with collecting things. Like if there's oh, a, yeah. if you can start to collect something, I'm really interested in that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, uh, I, I got myself a couple. I got some Lammies. I don't know if you know what those are. No. But I want to now. Yeah, it's a brand. They're like 25 bucks a pen, fountain pen. So they're on the lower end, but I found it goes way up. Money's a little tight right now, so I really shouldn't be collecting pens. That's the toughest part about collecting, too, is, you know, for me anyway, I I just want to get in there and it becomes like a goal seeking thing where I. Yeah, you know, (laughs) I mean, these, this kind of goal will move around to uh, either I want all of a certain type. Or a certain color, or it comes down to even like, well, I need an odd number of these now for some reason, you know, <laughs> whatever yeah. rationalization. Like, like I play video games, and I've gotten. I recently bought a PS4 used, and now I'm like buying all these digital games for on sale. I don't need them. I only need like one or two games because they're on sale, and I want. I'm a, I'm a collector at heart. I gotta have this game. I gotta have that game. Yeah, I can identify with that. And books. Don't get me started with books. <laughs> yeah, I've got a long queue of books sitting here next to my desk that I'm just working my way through. We have a little free library, and it's mostly focused around kids' books. Oh, nice. But we get a lot of adult books. People will just come up and, like, throw, you know, 10 books in there. And uh, so I always pull those out because it's not really, like, what our audience is after. And then I get to kind of choose through them and take the balance of them to our other surrounding little free libraries. But man, the, the list is getting pretty long over here. Yeah, I, I love little free libraries. I bike around uh, just to bike, and I like to stop at them. I found two good books yesterday that look interesting, so I grabbed them. I tend to take more from the little free library than I give, which I feel guilty about, but <laughs> um, it'll even out in the end. Yeah, I mean, we end up... I read a book, I want to keep it. <laughs> I don't like giving it away. Yeah, that's actually been one of the toughest parts too is there there are books that I know I've already read them a couple of times and I'm probably not going to realistically read it again, but it's hard to hard to let it go, but of course I want someone else to to enjoy this thing too. Yeah, it's like seeds, you know. You plant seeds and you hope they'll grow. Yep. <laughs> cross-pollinate and stuff. Right. And we started our library because of uh, there's just like a couple of kids on our street who are pretty nice kids and it just seemed like something that would improve their world and uh sure enough they've all ended up coming around and using this this book box and and a few more have kind of come out of the woodwork in the neighborhood so it's been a good project so far it's kind of a a public facing you know it's like a piece of public street art for have goals basically so I love the Have Goals brand, by the way, or logo or whatever it is. Oh, thank I just you. popping up around town, I'd wonder about it. Having goals helps create meaning for me, I think. Like, without goals, I get pretty bored and restless. Like, something I'm striving to do. Right. Like, I need to have multiple projects happening. Yeah. 
me too. Hence me being an artist. I just can't sit still and do nothing. Yep. And I have all these paintings now. I just got to figure out how to show them or something. Well, there's sure plenty of shows happening this year anyway, you know, compared uh, to last, last year. year. Yeah. Yeah. I got to start applying to shows. I need to um, start reaching out and networking, I guess. Uh, make it a goal, I guess, to get into more art shows. Right. Yeah. I think my paintings are coming to a point where I actually like them. Oh, that's a good personal touchstone, you know? Yeah. I, I wrote a blog post about this the other day, how I'm struggling with letting things be easy lately because letting easy be, and simple be good, like the simple on the other side of complexity, you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So I wrote about how with my art, I've gotten to the point where I've built my skills up where I'm starting to like what I do and I'm letting that be enough and not having to constantly try harder and harder stuff just to try harder and harder stuff. Like, do you know that apocryphal story of Picasso uh, on the train? I'm going to say I don't. Okay, so I don't know the exact details. So this is a story I read somewhere. So Picasso was riding in a train or something. And a lady came up, to, came up to him and said, oh, you're Picasso, you're so famous, can you make me a drawing? And so he took out a napkin and he made a drawing in like three or five seconds, you know, quick drawing and signed it. And then he said, here, that'll be like uh, $100,000 or something. The, the amount doesn't matter, it's a lot of money. And she said, why, why are you charging so that? That took you only five seconds to make. And Picasso says, well, it took me a lifetime to be able to make it in five seconds. Don't undervalue yourself for your work. You know, you made a good point about your art being enough, you know, the way it is. And, and it made me think of kind of my, my personal thing that I look for. Like, I'm, I'm always kind of trying to listen to myself, like when I'm doing art or doing a project. And the thing that I've learned to be aware of is I will go through these self-analysis phases where I think that the thing I just did is amazing and then a little while later I'll think oh, yeah. it's terrible <laughs> and then I kind of jump back and forth between those two feelings yeah. and I guess I've learned that when that starts to happen that means I'm doing something right yeah and sometimes when I'm painting a piece I'll get to the point where I just hate it so much I just hate what I'm doing I hate how it looks I just force myself to keep going and sometimes it'll get to a point where I sort of like it <laughs> But other people like it, so I, you know, it's like you just got to keep going. My goal is to get my work out there. I'm trying to find the bigger meaning behind what I do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because for, for artist statements, which I'm going to need to write because I'm in the Marne Salon show that's going to be happening in September, Marne being the Milwaukee Area Artist Resource Network. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I have to write an artist statement for a piece that I'm creating. And it's like, why do I create what I create other than just to create it? You know, there, there has to be something more there than just it's fun or I like it. It's the interconnected web of life. It's organic shapes growing throughout an organic process. Well, that's our show for this week, and I thank you for being here and listening. Thank you, Carly, for being with us, and I hope you'll come back. Oh, thank you. I'd love to. It was a fun conversation. No doubt. Be sure to check out Carly's Instagram, at CarlyKnightArt. That's at C-A-R-L-E-Y-K. 
K-N-I-G-H-T-A-R-T. I think I got that right. Yeah, I think you did. Right on. Or you can visit thecuriousartist.com. Well, thanks again. We'll see you next time, everyone. <laughs>